Hey everyone, welcome to PJ's Ponderings. This is the first episode, super excited. My name is Joel Heiser, uh, otherwise known as Pastor Joel or PJ. Uh, I am a youth pastor in Nine Mile Falls, Washington and get to serve our sixth to 12th graders here along with helping with missions and tech and website and a lot of other things. And if you're in ministry, you kind of know what that's like. But today I wanted to share a little bit just about this idea of student-led student ministries. Now, here at Suncrest Worship in our youth group we call Mosaic, this is a very core piece of our culture. And I want to talk a little bit about why I think that that should be a piece of every church and every youth group's culture as well. Um, I've been leading in youth ministry now for about eight years, a little bit longer than that, but vocationally eight years. Um, And one thing that I've noticed in general is that ministry is and can be very messy. Uh, If you've been in ministry for any length of time, you know that working with people can be just difficult. There's a lot of difference in personality and gifting and calling. There's different life experiences that have all led us individually to where we are today with certain perspectives and mindsets on things. Uh, And sometimes... Those mindsets can be healthy and good and helpful. Sometimes they can actually detract and be harmful to our own walk with Jesus and our own ability to use our giftings in the way that God might have us use them. Ministry is hard. Ministry is messy. And so when we're looking and thinking through youth ministry, all the more it can be even messier. Why? Because, well, Bible's pretty clear that all have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. We've all made mistakes. Um, And that's no different working with teenagers or adults. Now, there are some differences, however, because with teenagers, one thing that we know to be true is that uh, they have not fully developed their prefrontal cortex, which is a lot of our impulse control and decision-making. So students have a tendency to be a little bit more impulsive and to maybe make some decisions that aren't the wisest thing in the moment, uh, especially when with a group. Uh, We all have heard that idea of groupthink. Teens have heavier cultural influences in a lot of ways and are swayed a little bit more by them. But nonetheless, God still deeply desires for students to be used by him uh, for his kingdom, to build his kingdom. And so our job when it comes to adults in the church and specifically um, youth pastors and youth leaders, our job is to help students to develop their skills, their giftings, their walk with Christ so that it is anchored, that it is founded and just strong, um, built on Jesus himself, so that they are positioned for God to speak to them, for God to lead them in building his kingdom. All people are called and gifted by God. We know that from the scriptures. We know that uh, if you're working in ministry, if you're helping in ministry, um, that's something that we hear all of the time. But there's a lot of things that we hear all of the time that sometimes we need to be reminded of. And there's a reason why we hear it so frequently because it is still, um, though it might be cliche, it is still very important. It is vital to our success in following God's design in his way. And so our job is to disciple students, to teach them and to give them significant real opportunities to serve God in meaningful ways. Uh, that can be messy again. It can be hard. Uh, it can lead to maybe a little bit more work on our part, uh, but it is necessary work and it is needed work and it is worthwhile work. 
we ought to be challenging and giving students opportunities to grow personally, spiritual disciplines, how do they develop their personal walk with Christ. We do that by living it out as leaders. We do that by teaching them and doing it with them. We need to give challenges to students to be giving, right? Giving and sacrificing for the Lord to serve in many different ways, maybe within youth group. I would say definitely within youth group, but also definitely within the church and even further into the community. And we really should also be giving opportunities for students and challenges to students to be going, going outside of what is known to them in their community and participating in something missional that is going to help challenge and grow them in many ways. We ought to be giving students opportunities within the context of youth ministry to be leading with high chances of success. Some opportunities that come to mind immediately are, you know, doing announcements, um, helping plan a game or helping run a game with an adult leader. Um, There's a lot of ways that we can give students opportunities where there's high chance of success, where they're able to team with an adult that's trusted to be able to build and develop their skills in a way that um, will help them as they move forward to then replicate the utilization of those giftings and skills in other areas of life as well. Now, I think also we need to be giving opportunities for students to get out of their comfort zone. Uh, It is difficult for us, anybody, adult or youth or child, to do things that are outside of our comfort zone. Now, there are certain things that all of us are gifted in that come much more naturally. For example, I love talking to people. I am massively extroverted. I love being with people. Like That is just one of my favorite things to do. On the flip side, something that is difficult for me is like silence and solitude, that spiritual discipline of silence and solitude, getting away by myself where there's no other people, there's no conversation with others other than me and me and Jesus. Um, those moments for me are tough because I really don't love silence, but it is still needed for my own personal development of faith. So we need to be giving students opportunities to grow, give, serve, go. Give them opportunities with high chance of success and opportunities that are stretching and difficult that are outside of their comfort zone. All the while, as we do this, as we give opportunities, as we are working with them and doing um, things in life together, there needs to be accountability for students, high accountability for students to see their commitments through. There's a lot of different ways that we can do this and ways to hash this out Um, church by church that can look very differently because of the culture that might be normative in your church. Um, But it doesn't mean that that culture necessarily needs to stay exactly the same. There's a need for us to be adapting and changing and growing with um, our world in some ways while still holding fast to the truth that we have in the scriptures. So though there are many ways to do this, this is how we operate within this idea of student-led student ministries. At Mosaic, the youth ministry that I lead, um, we do this thing uh, called student leadership. We have, we call it the SLP, the Student Leadership Program. Now, every year, um, late winter, early spring, we do a new round of applications. Um, Students have to apply. They have to interview with me, uh, and I ask a handful of questions and dive into their application to get clarity on anything that's needed. Um, And then, After that, once we do that section, we kind of bring these student names to our broader adult leadership team. And the adult leaders are kind of thinking through in the last year or so, the last six months, probably a little bit more specifically, um, 
what have we seen in the lives of these students that are wanting to be part of this program? We want to be intentional that students are bought in, that they are wanting to take the step of commitment because it is a, for us a higher level of commitment and accountability and challenge that we're going to be giving them to try and help them to grow their faith and to have these, all these other opportunities that, that I've already kind of discussed. Um, from there, we give an approval or a not yet, uh, and we have conversations with students on that front. They get an acceptance letter. Um, if they are accepted in the program, if they're not, then I sit down and I chat with them and, and just note the things that we're wanting to see develop in their walk with Jesus and in their life before they take the step of maybe um, taking on a leadership position. We also heavily emphasize in that um, that they are yet leaders. I believe every person is a leader because we all have influence over other people. And so while they are maybe working on these couple specific areas that we're wanting to see before giving them a student leadership position, we remind them that part of what we're looking for is people who are leading already in the context of youth group, in the context of school or their sports teams or their families. And uh, we give them a heavy encouragement to be working on those things. Now, Student-led student ministry is so vital. Why? Because Jesus, when we look at his example of how he operated in ministry, he chose people from the area that they are to be reaching the people from the area that they are. We see that in the Apostle Paul's missionary journeys where he says, I became a Greek to the Greek and a Roman to the Roman, Jew to the Jew. Why? So that the gospel could be understood by each of those respective groups. Each of those respective groups have different cultural norms. They have different societal, like societal norms. They have certain challenges that have been typical um, of that area and of that people. And so there's a significant reason that we ought to make some adjustments to maybe our methods to match the people that we are reaching. I think within student ministry, that is ever important as well, because if we are doing the same thing that we did eight years ago, Newsflash, the students that we are serving are different than the students eight years ago. There's a whole different set of challenges that they face. There's still yet some similarities, but it is not identical. And each generation has different things that they need uh, as, and different things that they desire that we must address as we are leading them. So Student-led student ministries here, um, once students go through that process I was explaining with uh, applying and being accepted for student leadership, then what does that look like? We give our students a lot of real opportunities. Now, coming back to one of my first points, it gets messy. There's many times where students will get up to do announcements or to run a game that they plan and it flops. It flops, and it's kind of hard as a leader to see that happen, um, knowing that we could, you know, provide a quote-unquote better product, maybe, if we are having adult leaders be leading things. Now, the flip side, even though we might be able to produce a better product with adult leaders, is that we wouldn't be developing students in the same way. Now, those flops, those mistakes are necessary for growth. We look at, um, you know, I believe it's in the book of James where he talks about how hope doesn't really come. The fullness of hope that God desires for us doesn't come unless we go through hardship, suffering. Suffering produces 
endurance or perseverance, which produces character, which produces hope. So there's an element of our walk with Christ where suffering, hardship, failure is necessary because it forces us to really lean in and to rely on God and to ask for guidance of the Holy Spirit as we are operating and as we are doing things. And so we want there to be opportunities like that. And, and when it doesn't go well, then it's a teaching moment and we can talk honestly because of the culture that we've worked to create with our students and give some honest feedback and critique to say, hey, like that, that wasn't great. Here's a couple notes of maybe what could help next time. Um, you know, I think of one example. I had, I had a newer student leader jump up to do announcements. And I didn't give a whole lot of coaching on the front end. So part of this is definitely on me. Uh, but he didn't really like write it out, um, didn't reference any notes and try to kind of do it from just the top of his head. Now, generally speaking, great student. He connects with people well. He's very bright. Um, but that announcement section flopped and it really didn't go well. Um, wasn't Nothing was communicated with clarity. And so we came back and kind of talked about how do we prepare better for those moments. We can write out, um, you know, the announcements and what we want to say for it. We can do a uh, manuscript at first if we need to, and then we can move to an outline as we get more comfortable. But to be prepared ahead of time and to have thought through things really helps us in the moment to be able to communicate with clarity what we want the rest of the students to walk away with. And so we utilize those opportunities often. We have students that run our sound booth. Um, it is basically completely student-led, actually, um, and they do a very good job with some training, obviously. Uh, and then we have students, like I said, do announcements. We have students help plan and run games. Uh, at least twice a year, I have our student leadership team completely plan a Wednesday evening. Uh, it can be an event. It can be kind of a typical Wednesday night, but they plan and they run everything. And when that happens, they're responsible for everything from the planning to the communication with our adult leadership team, having our weekly handout ready that has kind of the flow of the night and leader assignments. They are responsible for, for the preaching, for making decisions on all of these different things. Um, granted, I obviously, as a leader, check in with them, make sure that they're on track, that they have everything that's needed, give some suggestions, um, but we really let them run with it. Now, again, can be messy. There can be some mistakes that happen, things that maybe don't go perfectly well. But honestly, if, if we're talking with full vulnerability as leaders, um, there are weeks when I plan things that don't go very well at all. And so this is part of ministry as we try and there are times that we fail, but the important thing that we often talk about is this cultural mentality of when you fail, because it's basically guaranteed at some point you will, um, that you fail forward, that you utilize that failure or that mistake or that, um, that opportunity that maybe was not quite what you thought it would be or wanted it to be, and you utilize it as an opportunity to grow, to build your character, to maybe humble yourself a little bit, um, and to develop some critical thinking skills to evaluate what happened, what could have been different, what could have helped, should we have changed this? Um, and so we really are able to teach them critical thinking and evaluation skills as well, which is so important for just general life. So all of that in mind, these are some of our thoughts on student-led student ministries. We really believe that God, um, though we are all sinful and fall short of the glory of God, that God has yet called every human, young, 
old, middle-aged, doesn't matter. And therefore, our, our challenge, our mission, um, in part, as God calls us in Matthew 28, to go, as you go in life, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all I've commanded you to do. That commandment, that mission, involves and includes developing and discipling young people, students, and children to utilize the giftings that God has given them. And we want to do that intentionally as we walk through life with them and invite them into different opportunities and we allow them to lead in different ways and to fail in different ways and grow in certain ways. We want to do that. We want to do that together. We want to live in life together. We want to do ministry together because we really think that student ministries should be not just for students by adults. We think it needs to be for students by students with adults helping and the guidance of the Holy Spirit so that we all can be developing and growing in the ways that God would have us. Thanks for joining session one episode one of PJ's Ponderings. Hope you will come back for our future sessions. We're excited for some of the content that's going to be coming down the pike. Um, love you guys, and we pray a blessing over you today. Have a good one.